That was a good one. It like gets better every time you do it. Every time, man. Surprise! <laughs> Belated birthday present. This dude's been grinding since day one. Yeah, and it's something like, who are these dipshits? Exactly. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Grindcasters, welcome to another episode of the Grind and Gain Show. I'm Andrew. What's up? I'm Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, what's up, man? How's it going? That was a that was a good one. <laughs> it was kind of like that first one with the adios. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that or not. <laughs> oh, it's saved in soundbite history. Yeah, I'm gonna add good. it to our soundboard so we can throw it in randomly. Adios. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. Too, man. Well, just uh grinding just gaining you know just doing the damn thing just doing the damn thing but yeah just uh i've been uh go ahead no i was gonna say i've been just dadding it up we lexi had like one of the bigger cheerleading competitions so my middle child my stepdaughter does competitive cheerleading and I, I grew up in the baseball, basketball, sports world. My younger sister was a tomboy. And competitive cheerleading is insane, super intense. Like, I thought travel ball was crazy, but competitive cheerleading is nuts. So, what was, there was a movie about that. Oh, like, Bring It On? Bring It On. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of Lexi's favorites. There's yeah. that. It's, that sport is blown up, man. And, I know Emma is probably a ways off, and then you have another one in the hopper. But they're if they end up going down the competitive cheerleading route, number one, hopefully this podcast makes you some money because it is fucking expensive. What the fuck? For what? What are you paying for? So they you pay a monthly fee, and I mean they practice three, four times a week, uh, minimum like two and a half hours, sometimes longer. So you um, pay for like access I mean, to a they're gym, basically. Legit practicing year round. Well, and they've got a bunch of coaches, but on top of that, you pay a monthly fee. Then you got to pay for your uniform. You got to pay for all your travel. I mean, all their competitions are all over the place: Texas, um, Indianapolis, Florida. We go to Orlando two or three times a year. I mean, it is big, okay, big hey, business. Hey. Yeah, so. This one last weekend at the World Congress Center, I mean, there was like 30,000 cheerleaders. That's just the cheerleaders. So if you count their parents, their siblings, their relatives, whatever, I mean, there was like 150,000 people down at the World Congress Center. And it's all for basically four minutes. Each routine is two minutes and they do it on Saturday and then they do it again on Sunday. Jesus. (laughs) But it's intense, man. Like I go, I mean, it's two minutes. So every move they make, you're just like, I'm like, my heart is beating out of my chest. I'm like holding my breath. What? (laughs) Just it's so intense because they're doing like really complicated stuff. So it's not like sideline cheering where you're thinking about like rah rah whatever. Competitive cheerleading is like they're doing double fulls and they're throwing you know, people up in the air and doing all kinds of twists and really complex stunts. So there's ever like when you go to these events, you ever see like 
they toss the girl up and she just gets dropped. Yeah. I've, oh. I've, they've, they've had a couple where like they didn't catch her. They had to stop the routine uh, right in the middle of routine. And, you know, they've had somewhere the girls had to be, you know, carted off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, it's intense. It's, that it's, is crazy. <laughs> I would have anybody, never thought about that. Anybody that says it's not a sport just doesn't really realize what they do they do day in and day out. I mean, Lexi's 11 and, um, she's got curls on her team that are like 14 and 15. Um, she's doing, I'll post some more videos and stuff, but she does some crazy stuff. Like she'll do like a backhand spring or a front walkover into a guy's arms and then he'll throw her up and then she'll spin around and it's just nuts. Look at you with all the terms. Uh, <laughs> But my, my wife and my, when they're talking about it, she's like, I did my whip through to double of my Russian Arabian. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> talking about dogs, the Russian Arabian Greyhound. It's a famous dog. Dude, but for any of my buddies that have little girls, if, if they end up going down that path, you're going to have to holler at me because I'll, I'll, I'll shed some light on what you're about to go through. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hopefully I'm just praying for a golfer. I already got her a golf set, little uh, Fisher price. We, uh, we knock the ball around the house every you now should, and then. When you put him in a bed, you should just play like Tiger Woods matches on repeat, like his highlights and yeah. just sub- subliminally uh, <laughs> work, work that in. Just the sound of like, <laughs> The ball going into the hole and then crowd cheering. <laughs> <laughs> it comes comes off the putter. There's a there's a slight pause and then you just hear it drain the bottom of the cup. Yeah, Verd Lundquist narrating the whole thing, <laughs> calling the whole thing. That would be sweet. I'd go to sleep to that shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a sleep aid app. That's a good idea. We probably need to. Yeah. Well, we need to cut that part out and, uh, you know, get to work on this thing. So what did – Sarah was a volleyball player though, right? Yeah. Yeah, she played volleyball. So that's pretty intense in itself. Um, I, I don't I don't know really anything about it. She but played she's... volleyball in college and then she coached. When we first started dating down in Dallas, she was a coach also. Dude, she coached uh, Troy Aikman's daughter. And so all of her games, Troy Aikman would be chilling in the in the stands. What? Did, yeah. You didn't hit him up? No, no. I saw him one other time on the on, on the Katy Trail. I was riding my bike and he was running, and I'm riding and I look up and I notice it's him and I just yell, "Troy!" As I like speed past him. <laughs> what did he do? He just gave me like the the peace sign, like "What's up?" <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Yeah, but yeah, volleyball volleyball's different. Um, I, I, I don't really know much about it. I know that it costs a lot of money and it's fucking competitive as hell too. So it's a whole nother, it's another just kids, world. Man. Kids are expensive as shit. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. We better hope this podcast starts to take off. Fuck. I need to make at least a dollar off of this between I got two, you know, two boys in travel ball and one in competitive cheerleading. So sheesh. Yeah. We're looking at uh daycare for two kids. That's just oh. retarded, man. 
I was lucky. Tara didn't have to payment. work for a while. Yeah, was, Tara didn't have to work um, and basically raised our kids till they got somewhat self sufficient. Now she's working, but all my friends who are going through the same thing. I mean, some of them, it's more than a mortgage. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's looking like four grand is about what we're going to have to pay. So we're trying to look for other options. Holy shit. Yeah. And, uh, who was, I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, dude, the biggest raise you're ever going to get is when your kids go to public school. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that. that's, that's probably about right. True that. <laughs> Uh, so we got a pretty big announcement, uh, for the show, man. Um, super excited. I know you know about it. We are going to bring on former episode three guest, Will, Dr. Will Waterman. He's going to come on once a month to where we can pick his brain. He's, he's literally an expert in a lot of the stuff that we find interesting and talk about from, exercising, getting enough sleep, your diet, plant-based, all that stuff. So he's going to come on once a month so we can pick his brain. We can get some stuff from the audience and ask him all kinds of questions, man. So I'm really excited about that. Dude, I'm pumped. He's already provided us with a little insight into something that I just signed up for. I'm doing these uh, stretch sessions. So it's called... I'm not going to say the name, but the the company, um, you basically go in there, they strap you down to a table and they stretch you out. And the whole concept is, you know, you're not using other muscles to stretch. Um, uh, so you just hone other in groups. on that one? Well, you're like completely relaxed and your body is strapped down. So you're not trying to balance yourself or trying to add resistance, like in a twist or something, you know, like that. I don't know what it's called, but when you like do your leg, you're laying yeah, flat kind of, yeah, kind of thing, you know, and you twist the back, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're not having to try to keep your hips straight and have it provide any type of resistance force. So it's all, you know, you, you can relax and really get deep into these stretches without doing anything. Um, that's pretty interesting. I didn't even know they offered that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's badass. I thought it was an awesome idea. I talked to Dr. Will and he's like, yeah, static stretching. Um, it really just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. Blew, you just blew all your money. Yeah. So just little nuggets like that help us spend our money in the right spots, at least. Um, yeah, it, over the years, I, I, over the years, like I was, when CrossFit was first blowing up, I was super into that and working out a couple times a day. And, um, I've always, he's, he's been like my web MD. Like I, I call him and I call him like, dude, my, my knee is just killing me. And I, it's more of like a nagging thing. And he'd be like, well, you're, you know, where does it hurt? How does it feel? He's like, you're probably putting stress on some other muscles and you need to strengthen this one ligament in your knee. So do this exercise three times a week. And sure enough, I did it. And he, I mean, Every, every piece of advice he's ever given me is in, in that nature has really helped me out. So the other thing that I love about him is his insight into human optimization. And I guess the other term for that is biohacking. So like shortcuts to trick your body into adapting quicker. And I don't know, there's a, it's a whole thing. 
and he's an expert in this field and I just can't wait to talk to him about it. Yeah. We were talking to him about, you know, I have got three kids and they all do shit. So finding the time to work out, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, if I don't do it at 5.00 AM, you know, I'm probably not getting it done. Um, he's got a couple programs where you work out one, you focus on one body part for like 20 minutes once a week. And he said, it's actually the most, one of the most efficient workouts. I mean, he'll have to explain it, but little things like that. And, you know, I've, when I was going down the rabbit hole of, of Wim Hof and cold therapy, you know, I brought it up to him and he was like, yeah, man, cold showers can, can help your immune system. And so he, he can kind of help validate a lot of the things or, or not validate stuff. So we're not wasting our time chasing down myths, but yeah, to your point, biohacking, yeah. human op- optimization. I told him, I was like, when, when he had the idea to come on once a month, I said, that's fine. We're going to, you're going to be the director of human optimization for the grind and gain show. He's like, wow, that, that title sounds super official. <laughs> it is. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. We only do it one way. Will. yeah. Dude, just got a really important text for the show. This is uh super exciting news. Even more, even more exciting than Dr. Will. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are going to one-up Dr. Will. Uh, Patrick Manley is going to come on the show. He's a former long snapper for the Chicago Bears. This dude played 16 years for the Bears. I think he's the all-time leader in games played. Yeah, 16 years for the Chicago Bears. He just texted me, and he is down. He is going to be a future guest on on the show. Excellent. Awesome. That's that's badass, dude. Yeah, that's a that's big time, man. Uh, pulling him up now. He actually so you know, you and I are from Dunway originally. He went to Maris, which was like our rival rival private school. They were like oh, the boy. preppy Yeah. So we preppy might have to douchebags. <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> What's his JK. name from the Rams, too? He went there. Uh, Sean McVay. Oh, Sean McVay, the head coach. Yeah, yeah we need to work quarterback. on that. Well, yeah, he was quarterback when we were there. We played against him. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> he's only he's, he's he's been to the Super Bowl, but that's all. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a youngest coach in NFL history. No, no big deal. But all right, so I just looked at his Wikipedia. Career leader in games played for the Chicago Bears. Longest tenured player in Bears history. Top 100 Bears of all time. Holy. What? Yeah. Dude, dude he's that's a, a hell of a list. 6'5", 265. Long snapper? Dude, yeah. <laughs> he was a captain. In this picture, he's got, you know, what? the captain patch. <laughs> what? Special teams captain. All right. I love it. That's awesome. Wow. Speaking of uh, guests, um, what did you think about Cooper Andrews? Dude, I loved it, man. It um, One, it, it was super cool to reconnect with him after, you know, I've ran into him once just by chance downtown at a bar. He was he was a bouncer at. Right but before outside he beat of some that, dude up. 
threw them in a bunch of pee. Pee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, I hadn't really connected with him. And, I, you know, I knew he was doing acting. I knew he was on The Walking Dead, and that, that was a big-time deal. And then, like we mentioned in the episode, you know, I really realized how big he was when he was in Den of Thieves. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I took my kids to see Shazam, and I'm like, shaking them in the middle of the movie i'm like i didn't know he was the in the movie and he had a big role he was the foster dad in shazam so man he his story was cool too man like because kind of like what we talked about before he just really took the first step he wasn't like you know i want to be a big time hollywood actor that wasn't his goal he was like i just want to be involved in films so i'm gonna go find a guy with a camera I'm going to figure out, you know, I'm going to not get paid for a while, but I'm going to start learning. I'm going to go behind the camera and be an audio guy and a boomstick. And then, you know, I'll just kind of happen. And I think that's why we have this show, man, because to, to help motivate people to take that step. Uh, And that was, that was the biggest takeaway was, yeah, taking that first step and just going for it, not worrying about, I mean, it's difficult, you know, to not worry about, Oh, how am I going to make money doing this? Like, how am I going to survive and pay my rent or whatever, you know? But that's what he did. He was like, I'm working for free. I'm doing whatever I can to get into this industry. And he went, he just went for it and look at him. He's on the big screen now. Yeah. And he, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot. I mean, this, I've said this time and time again throughout the first episodes, but this, this podcast kind of gave me some new energy, some creative flow. And I wouldn't say I was hit. I was close to hitting a rut at work just cause I've been doing it for so long. But I look at people like the rock and Kevin Hart and these guys that are at the peak or the top of their success and they're just still not satisfied. And I kind of, you know, maybe not on the same scale, but I feel like I can do it all too. Right. I can be a good dad. I can be awesome at work, at my job. I can have a podcast. I've been um, researching real estate on the side. So actually took some first steps earlier this week. I'm uh, looking at investing in buying a multifamily apartment complex. So, yeah. Um, But I just, I want to do it all, man. And um, Andy's story was kind of, you know, further solidifying that sometimes you just got to put one foot in front of the other and take that step. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's such a great guy too. I mean, that was the other big thing was I just, I mean, obviously we lost touch with the guy since high school, but I mean, going off, being in these movies, you know, some people might get the big head, go Hollywood on us. Not him, man. He's just down to earth. Great guy. Loves his wife. He's ready to start a family. He's, he's got, he's got some, uh, some big things coming up. So I'm happy for we, him. We stayed after, probably 30 minutes just in the parking lot of uh the brewery we were recording at and talked man and he was just he's just really been in um i think it's a word but um not attracted to but he you know i guess growing up for him without his dad and then just meeting him within the last couple weeks and he's really kind of gravitates towards other actors and people that are you know really good dads he mentioned that on the show And so he was, you know, kind of telling me that he was like, man, it, you know, it's so awesome catching up with you. You seem like you're, you know, doing so many things, right. You're an awesome dad. You're super involved. So you can just tell that 
and, and I think you and I talked about it afterwards, man. I kind of want to let him know that I know yeah. he and his wife are thinking about trying. I think he'll be an awesome dad. Hell yeah. He um, fun, um, you know, easy going down to earth. Like I think he's probably got a ton of interesting experience that he can pass on. So he, he if he ever catches this episode, I think he needs to go for it, man. He's clock's sure. ticking. <laughs> you ain't getting any younger. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So what about on the, uh, on the, um, getting after it front, man, we've talking about it, kind of keeping each other honest. I feel like this show's given me new meaning to, Fuck. you know, not only talk about it and interview people about it, but kind of live it. What are you doing well, to get after it? If we're keeping it honest, your boy's slacking over here, man. Come on, bro. I keep, I, <laughs> you can ask my wife this. My alarm will go off, you know, 545. That's about as, I'm trying to get up earlier, but I just can't. My alarm goes off and I, I just sit there in bed and it's going off. And I say to myself, I say it out loud. I say, them demons, <laughs> the demons got me. <laughs> What is what is Sarah doing at five forty five when you say that? She's rolling over, telling me to turn off the alarm and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> She's all pregnant and trying to get sleep, and I'm just like them demons. <laughs> and then the you just warm. <laughs> don't listen to them. <laughs> and then you just hit the snooze button and go back to sleep. <laughs> Sometimes, not all the time. I've it's been hard for me to get up and then go all the way to the gym. So I've been riding the Peloton which is awesome. I love it. Um, I have to get up and go directly to something or else it's just not going to work. I don't know what my problem is. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not hitting my stride with waking up and getting after it, but I'm, I'm fucking trying, man. The diet, you know, we've been getting pounded with snow out here. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm just fucking tired of it. Honestly. Um, yeah. Every Every Monday it snows. It's like clockwork. Every Monday it snows. Wednesday we get something else. Oh, it's going to be a dusting eight inches later. Oh, man, we really <laughs> got hit with some snow last night. Um, That's a blizzard here. Dude, it's ridiculous. And then, like, you know, Friday it'll be 50. And then the weekend it gets cold. And Sunday is always like a high of 20 or some something stupid. So it's like this just this fluctuation of a great day on Friday, getting off work, ready to enjoy the weekend to it's cold as shit. And then Monday back to work and it's going to snow on you. I'm just tired of it. And you know, the weather, it affects me somehow. I don't know how or why, but it makes it difficult for me to like, I don't know, just make better choices in the kitchen. I don't know why, but it does. I'm just saying, um, that's maybe that's just my excuse. I don't know, but um, Jeez, I think you need to watch more David Goggins videos. <laughs> I, you know, he just had that new one that came out, or I, it showed up on my feed the other day um, when he was running and them demons crept in, and he's like, "Oh, you thirsty? It's mile fifteen. Oh, I'm thirsty. Oh, I'm gonna lick my fucking lips. Like, <laughs> get back to work. Stay hard." But Dude. yeah, so it's I been a struggle. That was a long, long-winded way to say it. it's been a little struggle lately. It's the so Atlanta. It's been like fucking Seattle here, man. It's raining right now. It's rained all week. It rained all last week. Um, fluctuation, and it'll be seventy, and then thirty-two 
So I, I get where you're coming from there. It does make it more difficult. You don't really want to be outside. It's gloomy. It can, but yeah. I think we, we just need to take the Goggins approach and say, fuck it. And i what I've been trying to do is just keep it simple and make sure I do one thing, uh, physically one thing a day physically that I know is going to suck. Like yeah. going into it, I know it's going to suck. And I'm not saying I'm I'm running a marathon or anything, but like I ran five miles the other day and I I I bet the last time I ran that far was the Peachtree Road Race when we were in high school and, they, and Coach Savage <laughs> made us run it. I'm, so, I'm serious, man. I fucking hate running. So just going into it knowing, all right, man, I'm just going to. And it was it was like, you know, I'm not trying to break any records and, and run up the fastest you know, five miles ever, but it's, I'm just going to keep moving. And you know, the whole time I'm running, I'm thinking about all the people that I've driven past and made fun of. Cause I thought they were basically, they weren't running. They were just more or less like walking and made it look like they were running. <laughs> You're one <laughs> of I'm those thinking, guys now. I'm thinking one of the, yeah, I'm thinking people are passing me like, fuck that guy's slow. Like, why doesn't he just walk? <laughs> Oh man, I remember that being a like just a young little shit and just driving past some dad being like fucking loser. Look at this guy. <laughs> you, you remember uh this is not really related, but you remember that we were we had a baseball game after high school one day and we we went to McDonald's or something before and we're driving back towards the field and we see one of our teammates, um Adam Schwartzberg come in the opposite direction. And for some reason you had like a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> and as soon as he's passing us, you, you rolled out of the window, throw your milkshake right on oh his windshield. God. Oh my God. <laughs> Talking about being a little high school shit. Like, Oh yeah. Dude, he oh, could have easily oh. like his whole windshield he covered. And he died. crashed. He could have died. <laughs> oh my God. And we went, we didn't even stop to see if he was okay. We went straight to the field and then like 30 minutes later, he comes up there. His windshield wipers had cleaned off everything except the perimeter of his windshield. <laughs> oh my God. Still what had strawberry asshole. milkshake. Yeah. He walks up. He's like, fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> he's an upperclassman too. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Fuck you. Dude, I remember just talking about stupid ass shit. I remember this was baseball season again. Somebody, I think it was Callie Furrow. She was driving past and I mooned her and she stopped and said something. And then I jumped onto her windshield with my butt. (laughs) And I went right through the windshield. (laughs) It was before practice or something. I remember you came into the dugout with pieces of glass stuck in your ass cheeks. Oh, fuck, man. Dude, this show is going to go down so many rabbit holes of uh, stuff yeah. we, do, we probably don't want documented. No, but yeah, it's it's hilarious to think about these stupid-ass things that we did. You know who we should we should reach out to and get on is Coach Bass. Oh, hell yeah. He'd be an awesome high energy with funny-ass stories about everything. Yeah, he played a little pro ball, too. Yeah, he's he's a good dude, man. He's been around. What does he is he still involved in education? Is he a principal somewhere? Yeah, he's at I think Lambert, which is a newer high school 
closer to where he lives. Yeah. And I think he's the assistant principal. Tight. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, we should do that. Note to self. All right, Andrew. So the time has come for me to turn the tables and hit you with the gauntlet, my friend. Oh, all right. All right. I'm game. You want to play hardball? Name the movie. (laughs) You want to play hardball? I'm game. Uh, Shit, dude. I don't know. You stumped me. Fuck. Come on, man. Liar, liar. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's classic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Gauntlet questions. You want me to hit the boom? Yeah, hit the boom, man. Give it full effect. All right. When's the last time you picked up a a guitar and tried to learn a new song? (sighs) Fuck. It's probably been four years. I've probably forgotten most of the songs. Actually, no, it wasn't four years ago. One of the guys at work brought an acoustic guitar for Halloween. He dressed up as Kid Rock (laughs) (laughs) brought a guitar to the office. So I played like probably Simple Man. Like over oh, and over, your, but that was it. That was, <laughs> was, that was like, the follow-up question. What's your go-to song on there? It's probably that, or if it's an acoustic guitar, it's probably that, or Tears in Heaven. Tears in Heaven? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. But I Clapton. only know, yeah, I only know, like, I don't know the whole song from beginning to end, just like, I don't know, enough to where you'd be like, it. yeah, enough to where you'd be like, oh, man, damn, he's, you know, he's oh, pretty he, good. And oh, then wow, I he stop. knows Tears in Heaven? Oh, man. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's it, just... <laughs> This old thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's the last book that you just couldn't put down? Uh, you, uh, let's see. So I've done I've done a lot of reading lately on real estate stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm interested in investing in multifamily, but that's boring in reference to this show. So the last book... You know, one of the last books that I picked up and wanted to, like, I just blew through was Hank Haney's um, Tiger Woods. I don't remember what it's called, okay. but, yeah. you know, yeah, what it was one. like coaching Tiger Woods from his perspective. And there were some really cool parts in there. You know, he explained, like, his first masters and, you know, they, they made swing adjustments uh, Saturday night of Sunday, you know, Tiger was like, I don't know if he was in the lead or one up or one back or whatever, but Tiger stayed up till like four in the morning doing, uh, this swing adjustment, just doing dry swings in front of the mirror. And Hank Haney's talking about this story. Like he stayed up till 4am. He's teed off at like seven the night of the Sunday of the masters. And he ended up winning that. I think that was his first masters or one of them, but that book's really interesting. Um, really interesting insight into being that close to Tiger for so long. TW man, it's a fucking goat. Yeah. Um, next question: What's your dog's name? Which one? All of them. <laughs> so we have. So it's funny. We have three dogs, and each dog, their personality, the kind of makeup of them, kind of matches the kid it belongs to. So. <laughs> Lexi has like a little teacup poodle named Peaches who okay. is feisty. She's super like mean to most people. Um, then Jackson has a double dapple dachshund um, named Boomer. 
and a double dapple dachshund. It's, it's, he's like a miniature dachshund. He's really cool looking. He has like lightning blue eyes. Um, and he's a bunch of different colors. He's like gray with some spots and then all four paws are different colors. But he just like, he probably sleeps 23 and a half hours out of the day, like barely moves, just lazy as shit. <laughs> He's uh, so Jackson's one to like sit on PlayStation and just like knock out gaming, and he's just cool with being lazy. And then uh, Jet has a hundred pound German Shepherd named Hawk. <laughs> oh my god! Who? Yeah, who's insane? <laughs> who's like? He's a good dog, but dude, he'll. We live on like three acres. Uh-huh. And so we'll let him run around all the time because he doesn't ever leave our property. But it's funny when the Amazon drivers come up, like he's not, he's scary looking, but he's not ferocious or anything, but he'll just sit at the top of the driveway and stare at him and they will not deliver our shit because he's just like <laughs> parked, you know, giving them the evil eye, but he doesn't bark or anything. They just, they're yeah, like, I, would, I wouldn't mess with that dog. Well, they'll, they'll like drop our package off, like at the end of the driveway. I got a picture of one where it was like left the package in a secure location and, and they, you know, they can send you a picture of the yeah, delivery yeah, Amazon. and Hawk is sitting at the top of the driveway <laughs> <laughs> and the box is in the bottom of the picture. That's hilarious. <laughs> Does he have like a, like an electric collar or something? No, he just. So we live on three acres. Our lot is three acres, but it's it's wrapped up into 16 total acres where nobody else lives. We don't own the rest of the acreage, but we're like in the woods. Wow. So he, he doesn't really leave. We live like 200 and something yards off the main road. So he, he doesn't really leave our property. Damn. Yeah. Guys are, guys are out there in the sticks, the boonies. Yeah, it's kind of nice. We just walk around butt naked and don't have to worry about neighbors. <laughs> All right, a uh, couple music questions here. Um, this is a really tough one, and I know it's going to be tough for you, but you got to pick one here. Okay. You're going Led Zeppelin or Metallica? Oh, shit. Uh if you had asked me this in seventh grade, I would have said Led Zeppelin. I, I think I'd say Metallica now. Oh. I've seen, yeah, I, so I, I've, I've actually seen Page and Plant live. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, I was and supposed I've to go Ma- to that, but I got grounded, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just brought you back a concert t-shirt. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I've seen Metallica live twice, and Metallica just, do they rock your face off. Like it's, it's intense. The first time I saw him was at Phillips arena and for the encore, they turned on the house lights and played seek and destroy. And as soon as they started playing seek and destroy the entire ceiling, just dumps with black beach balls that say Metallica on them. And everybody was going absolutely nuts. It was, uh, it was intense, man. I, I, I'd have to say Metallica at this stage of my life. Oh, Wow. Plus, yeah. I they're on my like my workout playlist. If it's if it's not rap, it's it's basically Metallica. If I'm working out. Wow. Okay. A little softer feel here. Who are you going with, Hootie and the Blowfish or Dave Matthews Band? Uh, you know, I've never really been a huge Dave Matthews fan. I, I 
I just wasn't into them while everybody else was obsessed with them growing up. I'd say Hootie. Okay. Um, do you miss driving your Buick Century, a.k.a. the Gray Cloud? <laughs> <laughs> old, old, reliable, the silver bullet. Uh, yeah. So when my wife and I met, she was living in Lexington, and I, I moved closer to Atlanta to be close to her and the kids. And my dad let me borrow his car. He gave it to me with like, I don't know, 60,000 miles on it. So I drove up there and back every weekend. That was like 800 miles. So I'm putting like a thousand miles on his car a week. (laughs) By the time she sold her house and moved to Atlanta, I think I'd give it back to him with like 180,000 miles. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I could probably actually attribute, you know, our long je- our relationship to the longevity of that car. All right, I'm going to hit you with just a couple, uh, you know, rapid fire, quick, quick questions here. Okay, one All or right. the other types. Okay, hit me. UPS or FedEx? FedEx. Brad Pitt or Leo D? Brad Pitt. Uh, ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. MJ. LeBron or LeBron, uh, scratch that. It's MJ. It doesn't matter who you say, it'd be MJ. Tiger or Jack? Did you hear me? Tiger. Oh, man, you really thought about that. Uh, Tiger. Okay. No, what happened, I your audio cut out in my ears for some reason. You said Tiger or Jack, right? Tiger or Jack, yeah. Yeah, Tiger, no doubt. iTunes or Spotify? iTunes. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Um, and final question, what is the name of your dentist? Uh, <laughs> shit. I don't even remember. Uh, we've bounced around. I think it's Depew or something, like D-E-P-E-W. <laughs> like Depew something? I don't know. Okay. I only Sweet. see him, you know, twice a year, so... <laughs> Well, you survived the gauntlet. Way to go. Excellent job. Yeah, yeah. That was intense, man. I think I need to go get a sip of water. Might need to do a stretching class. It's interesting. Led Zeppelin or Metallica? That's, That's a tough one, man. Um, when I, I think first it's unfair. Started, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, when I first started playing guitar in like sixth grade, Led Zeppelin was like, main reason i wanted to keep playing guitar and i learned like mm-hmm. as many of their songs as i could yeah but metallica just gets me like fired up now yeah i i think it's it's tough to uh compare two bands that are that are that like separated by that many years you know you didn't see led zeppelin in their prime you didn't see metallica in their prime you saw them afterward i guess too but right like, Concerts today are next level compared to what concerts were back in the day, I guess. It's so crazy how music can like take you instantly back to an exact moment in time too. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that's like with my uh, record player. So I bought that record player, got the whole setup in the little listening room, front room area. And my wife's dad passed. And I mean, he had like literally... 800 records or something. And so we're going back through these things and like we have a original Beatles, every album ever. 
What? We have, we have original Led Zeppelin every album, uh, Rolling Stones every album. Dude, Rolling Stones were fucking racy as hell. They had yeah. this one album cover. It was It's called Sticky Fingers. And it's a picture of a dude's crotch <laughs> with jeans on. And it has a it has an interactive zipper on it that you can unzip, and then it opens up inside to a shot of a guy's underwear. A guy standing there in his oh underwear. My. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's like it's a little racy, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it came out in like seventy two. I don't know, early seventies, like different time for sure. Damn, man. That's quite the collection. You might need to get that insured. I know. I know. We, uh, dude, and he was big into country music too. Like all these old school Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson, Merle Haggards. It's, that's it's pretty, awesome, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, those take us back. All um, right, man. That's good. Good sesh. Nice sesh. Um, yeah. Don't yeah, still just don't call me in between. You oh, and I'm I. never gonna call you again. Uh, no. So our listeners are, are the next couple things on deck. We've got a little bit different format for we we interviewed my grandfather, former two star major general of the army. He's mm-hmm. 92, lot lots of life experience. So Johnny and I are gonna pull out the best nuggets of that interview and then kind of reflect on them. So it's a little bit different format. And then our very first recording was with former NFL wide receiver, App State kind of legend, Dexter Jackson. He was the wide receiver that scored two deep TDs when App State beat Michigan in that opening game of 2007, I think. And our audio was kind of messed up, and we've been trying to mess with it to make it sound, but number one, we don't know what we're doing. Number two, <laughs> I, I think we can pull out the best kind of golden nuggets of information from Dexter's because he's got some cool – uh, you know, he re- relived that app game, talked about what it was like getting the call from John Gruden and getting drafted. Um, but we can pull that out, and I think we're going to kind of relive those and in, in a slightly different format. So that's what's kind of on deck for the show. Yes, sir. Very cool, man. All right, well, take it easy. We'll, uh, we'll catch up soon, man. All right, bud. I'll talk to you later. All right, dude. See ya.